text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from our gospel lesson for today, from Mark chapter 13, especially these words. The one who endures until the end will be saved. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In my family, it's happened six times now. Six times I've went into the labor and delivery room with my wife, Jamie. Six times she's refused the epidural pain treatment. Six times she's refused any pain medicine at all. Six times I've sat there and watched the computer screen which shows the level of contractions. And six times I've told her that some of the contractions that she thought were really painful, the computer said really weren't all that bad. <laughs> Six times I received a look <laughs> that I probably should keep my thoughts to myself. Now, six times I've watched as those labor pains grow more and more intense. The closer it comes to the actual birth, the more intense they were. It's how birthing goes. The labor pains begin. They grow more intense, and then finally, that birth occurs. As far as I remember, at least, with each of those six births, there was a point when Jamie looked at me and at the doctors and said, I can't do it. I'm done. It was always my job to lovingly and carefully suggest to her that at that point she didn't have a lot of choice. <laughs> that she was going to have to endure. And endure, of course, she did. I marveled as she did so. She endured much pain and agony and brought forth a beautiful child. So it is with birth. Great pain and struggle bring forth new life. Well, Jesus uses this picture of labor pains in our gospel reading for today. And he suggests that persecution that comes upon Christians is much like the process of birth. Yes, those first Christians who lived after Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension knew what it was to feel pains for following Christ. First, those Christians endured much ridicule from their non-believing Jewish counterparts. Jesus had warned them that they would be beaten in the synagogues. But then the pain indeed did get much worse. About 30 years or so after Christ's ascension, a Roman ruler named Nero came unto power. And in that time, the pain that the Christians were feeling got quite intense indeed. It grew to an almost unthinkable level. Listen to how one historian describes the life of the Christians under Nero's. It says, first, the confessed members of this sect, meaning Christians, were arrested. Next, on their disclosures, vast numbers were, con were convicted. And derision accompanied therein. They were covered with wild beast skins and torn to death by dogs. Or they were fastened onto crosses. Or, when daylight failed, they were burned to serve as lamps by night. Nero had offered his gardens for this spectacle and gave an exhibition 
in his hippodrome. Yes, the persecutions under Nero were some of the greatest we have recorded in history. And I'm sure there were times during those persecutions when the people of God would have liked to have screamed out, I can't do it. I'm done. And we do know historically that there were some Christians who fell away from their faith under great pressure in those times. But those who held fast held on to Jesus' words. The one who endures until the end will be saved. In fact, those words, which we just heard in our text a few minutes ago, were directed first and foremost to that initial generation of Christians. For Jesus knew that great persecution was going to come right in their lifetime. He knew that the Romans would get so angry that eventually they would burn down the very temple that the Roman ruler Herod had built. It would be, as Jesus said, that not one stone would be left upon another in that great temple which the disciples admired. Yes, Jesus told those Christians living in that day that they were to endure until the end and be saved. But that message is not for them alone. Indeed, it is for all Christians living in this period living, leading up until the last day. What happened to those first Christians serves for us as sort of a lived-out prophecy about what is to come as we draw closer to the last day. Jesus has not tried to sugarcoat the situation with his words. No, with his own words, he has made clear that as that day draws nearer, the pain and the persecution will grow stronger. And yet he promises to all of us also that the one who endures until the end, they will be saved. While we in the United States have largely been insulated for some generations against persecution like this, the total number of Christians throughout the world who are persecuted and continues to grow. In fact, sadly, in this last century, more people have died for confessing Christ than in all the other centuries before that combined. The scriptures are quite clear that as that last day draws near, more persecution will be meted out upon God's people. These pains will grow just like birth pains. And as I mentioned before, that's exactly what Jesus calls them in our text. He says that when they hear of wars and rumors of wars, of nations rising one against another, when they hear about earthquakes and famines, they should know that those things are just the very beginning of the birth pains. Yes, anytime we see chaos and unrest in our world, it should be a reminder to us that the last day is drawing nearer. And as we go closer to the end, indeed the pains will increase both in intensity and in regularity. Yes, the pains will grow and grow. And no doubt there will be times when God's people would like to cry out, I can't do it, I'm done. But thankfully, God's word will stand true for us as well. The one who endures until the end will be saved. Know that according to God's promise and by his grace and power, any pain that the Christian feels because of following Christ 
is something that will lead to new birth. We who by God's grace, who endure until the end, will be blessed to see Christ with our own eyes. We'll be blessed to see that new birth of a new heaven and a new earth in which we will dwell forever. We will see it in all of its splendor and its beauty. Oh yes, there are birth pains, but they are not without purpose. This is not the kind of pain that's endured needlessly. Instead, it is a pain that is endured with hope and expectation. Expectation that looks forward to the new thing that God is bringing to bear. When a mother finally has that newborn baby placed up upon her chest, where she can look at the baby and hold it, all of a sudden all the pain and agony of labor kind of fades into the back of the mind. The new life becomes the captivation of her mind and her heart. I mean, after all, isn't this why women would endure the pain of pregnancy and labor time and time again? They endure it because ultimately what they remember is not the pain and the labor, but what that pain and labor brought forth. So also it will be on the last day in regards to our faith. All we will remember on that last day is the newness that has been brought forth. The new life that God gives us will be the captivation of our hearts and our minds. The sight of our Savior will make us forget any sort of persecution that we might have suffered being faithful to him on this earth. I suppose the hardest part today about preaching this sermon is the lack of obvious persecution that those of us gathered here today in Bruno have endured in our life. I mean, if you watched any of the news this week, the supposed biggest persecution of Christians in the United States this week was that Starbucks put out a coffee cup that was all red instead of having Christian symbols into it. Oh, the horror. Yes, in one sense, it almost seems like we experience the pains of persecution, almost like a pregnant woman who goes in and receives the epidural treatment receives them. They're still there. They show up on the screen, but the pain is not felt, at least not as intensely. It seems to me that that's often how we deal with persecution as well. We hear about it over there, but it doesn't affect us very deeply sometimes. Perhaps it's time that we do everything we can to remove the protections that we feel are keeping us from understanding the persecution that's really going on. Perhaps it's time that we do our best to search out any resources we can in order that we know the plight of our brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world who indeed are suffering great things. Perhaps then, if we knew all that they are going through, when we hear the words of our text, we could receive them with true empathy. We could know how it must feel to hear those words when persecution is truly near. To hear Jesus say, the one who endures until the end will be saved. For while it is them today, God forbid, but it could be us tomorrow. Persecution against God's people has been going on all throughout the ages. And it is only getting more intense as the day draws near. God does not lie, and so he doesn't tell us that this pain and persecution will not come. 
He simply promises that all that pain will bring forth new life. And since he has filled our hearts with his hope and expectation of a new life with him through his Holy Spirit, we indeed know that through God's grace and as we abide in his word, we will be able to endure until the end with the faith and strength he gives us. And all of those who endure until the end indeed will be saved. And how appropriate is it that Jesus himself is the one who teaches us this lesson. For he did not only teach it with his mouth, but he taught it with his entire life, death, and resurrection. Jesus knew what it was for the pains of persecution to grow. He knew what it was to have them grow to a point where the pain was almost unbearable. And yet he endured. He endured all the way until the end. He gave up his life for you and for me. He endured all the way to the end so that you and I would be saved. Yes, dear child of God, know this. Because of Jesus, you have the promise from God your Father that at the end of any suffering will come glory. You have the promise that if you endure anything for the sake of his name, you won't remember it on the last day. For indeed, your suffering will not have been in vain, but you will see the new heaven and the new earth that God will create. Yes, you have the promise that one day all of that pain will give way unto new life. And so endure. Endure until the end, and you will be saved. Amen.